Welcome to the Pack the House Show, where we have conversations about sharing your faith as you walk through life with others. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pack the House. My name is Andrew Osborne and I'm joined once again by Aaron Davis, Pastor Jason Tabor, and Austin hey. Marshoni. Hey everybody. And uh, we're getting into the Advent season, so we're going to talk a little bit about what that means, uh, both for us and for the people around us in our community. Uh, so first of all, what is Advent? Yeah, great great Sunday school question. What, is it, what does the word mean? Was ist das? Mm-hmm. Preparation for Jesus' birth. That's nice. Yeah, preparation for Jesus' birth. Um, so to do the vocabulary really quickly and get that out of the way, uh, the word Advent, maybe some of you know, means coming or arrival. And so to Aaron's point, that's what the, the arrival is, right? It's the arrival of Jesus. By the way, I can't tell if I'm talking loud, so somebody has to tell me if I'm... <laughs> Just <Okay>. right. <laughs> Just right. My that's melodious right. voice. <laughs> yeah, so it's the the preparation of celebrating the coming of Jesus. Uh, w- which coming of Jesus? Ooh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the first question. <laughs> so there's nothing left to talk about. That's it. <laughs> so Andrew, you're making a good point. Just go ahead and and, and kind of peel back the mystery there. And, and... Uh, so, yeah, I guess we could be talking about Jesus' first arrival here on earth as a baby. Um, and that is part of what we celebrate in, celebrate in Advent. Uh, but we also celebrate that he comes to us now uh, through his word and sacrament. And we celebrate that he's going to come back again at the end of all things. So it's, it's a, kind of a threefold celebration. Absolutely. Yeah, well, good point. And that's why it takes 24 days. There's a lot of things to do. There's so much work to do. <laughs> yeah, so, but Advent has a few different themes throughout it. Uh, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about that, Pastor? Sure. So, um, and this is, none of this is biblical. No, no, I shouldn't say that. Let me back biblical. that up. <laughs> 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 no, we're, we're taking this. Send your emails to uh... <laughs> J. Tabor, S. Geiger. At... <laughs> um, none of this is none of this is laid down for us in Scripture. So all of it is is simply church tradition. Um, but traditionally, uh, each week has with it a a theme. Um, Obviously, in, in within our, our preaching here at Cornerstone, we have a theme for Advent, right? It's it's this year. It's together, you know, being together, and how do we um, repair and strengthen relationships? Each week of Advent, kind of unofficially or traditionally, has a theme with it as well. And these are great things. That's a good good thing, question to ask. So, um, the order that they go in depends on who you ask. Again, it's just kind of tradition, but uh, peace, love, hope, and joy are the four kind of themes of Advent. Is that what you and, were looking for, Andrew? Yeah, and, and so we have, in our churches, we have Advent wreaths that have four candles that represent each of those themes. And we light- The only one I care about is the pink one is the joy one. I don't care what order you put the others in, pink one is the joy one. <laughs> I always forget which one is which. <laughs> I just know that the, the pink one is the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and what is, what does that mean for us? How does that affect us and how can it affect our friends and neighbors? Somebody else I, talk now. So I actually, <laughs> this just made me think of this, but 
I think in this holiday season, those four things, a lot of people struggle with getting mm. like peace. You struggle getting peace because it's so chaotic trying to get everything ready. You struggle with the joy of it all because you're, you know, spending so much money and there's so many things you have to do. You struggle with the hope of it all because if you're alone, you know, or if you've lost loved ones, you're very hopeless. So just to have those things come back together in the church, I think is really, really important. And, and, and let's take that a step further because it's really rooted in that thing that Andrew led off with. Um, why do those things, why do we have those things in the church that maybe we struggle with outside the church? And I think the answer there is because we have this, we have this story, we have this promise that we're remembering of a, a God who comes into all of this and who's coming again. Yeah. Uh, who not only, as Andrew said, comes into it, uh, continues to walk along beside us in it, and who's coming in to, to make it, to restore what's what's getting in the way. And honestly, like when we celebrate Advent in our house, especially like every morning we wake up and we get our Advent, whatever's it is. And then we like, you know, think about what Jesus has done for us. So it's bringing back all of those things that are struggling to get in your day to day during the month of December. And the month of December is just, I mean, it's banana pants. It's just. <laughs> I think it's something. I think that it's something that people can relate to. Not necessarily the banana pants, but I mean, in, <laughs> in theory, yes. Um, but uh, more so, like just that when people know that they need to, when people identify what it is that they're lacking, there becomes like a goal. Like people, I think a lot of people are familiar nowadays with goal setting for some sort of life change. Well, and, and to your, this is great. What, what, what literally happens right after Christmas? New Year's resolutions, New Year's. right? Yep. It's goal setting time. You're absolutely right. Go ahead. And so when, um, like I even see it, you know, on certain people's, you know, social media accounts, they post like a daily thing from some account and it's like your daily, uh, your daily encouragement and your daily challenge is this, you know? And so it's, um, like I've seen some that are parenting. It's like, find uh, find a time today to reflect on your like most joyous moment as a parent and think about how you can replicate that today is the challenge. Like, you know, and so when you think about those things, I think that's stuff that people are familiar with, or like when people are challenging you to like make a different financial change in your life to try and change your financial situation. What we are doing is we are, we have something to each week kind of look at and challenge ourselves to say, how am I going to find peace amongst the crazy, busy shopping time and the stress-ridden anxiety you get from trying to make all of your family members happy, from trying to stay calm while on the road when certain people drive slower and certain people drive too fast for you. There's like so much you're combating in the Christmas season. And we kind of have that with more of a faith-based focus of, you know, what we have through Jesus and how do we challenge ourselves to live that out each week as we celebrate Advent. Well said, Austin. I like a lot of that. Uh, so what I'm hearing you say is, is uh, I'm, I'm trying to now put all that into what, how, how might I express that to a, to a neighbor? What I'm hearing you say is Advent for me is a time to recenter, to recenter in peace, to recenter joy in my life, to recenter uh, hope, even especially we the world is not hopeful necessarily right now, but a time to recenter those 
we might say values right, to use that that language that connects with people. And for me, the way that I do that is by remembering the God who promises to walk beside me in it, who promises to be there with me when I struggle. I think, if, uh, I mean, like, yeah, even like, let's just take like a, a, a diet, for instance, your neighbors, if you invite your neighbors over and you're dieting, it's going to be clear. Like if you're doing like whole 30 or something, it's going to be really obvious that they're doing whole 30. You go like, you know, like there's always an interest of like, oh, well, like, what are you doing this for? Like, you know, it's like, oh, like, I, you know, I'll use uh, uh, Andrew as an example, if you don't mind, not to uh, talk too much about you, but uh, yeah, I think when you guys did Whole30, one of the things was to figure out like something that might be upsetting your body. And it's like, oh, Whole30 is a great way to kind of cleanse and get rid of things. And so that's one of those things when like you have people over, your like people notice that you're dieting, whether it's because they see what you are or are not eating or hear you say, oh, I can't have that. But like, then that we as, uh, you know, going through Advent are going to show some part of, I am trying to find hope in things. And they're going to hear that in the language that we speak, you know, each week. And not necessarily I'm trying to, but I have found, I yes. do find hope. Yeah. Well, and so the, one of the things that stands out to me is that like every Christmas movie you watch uh, comes back to basically th this message that people are running around ragged because Christmas is coming and everything's stressful. And, and like the end of the movie typically ends up, they realize that those aren't the important things in life. The important things are having peace and being at joy and uh, having faith and being with family. And these are, these are things that we as a church, we want you to have. Um, and so it, it just sticks out to me that that's what the world is looking for. And that's what the Bible and Jesus offers mm -hmm. is those things to us. And I love how both Austin and Jason were talking about the centering because the, in the center of the Advent wreath is the Christ candle. So Ooh. I know it's just such a good visual representation, right? Like all of these things that we're trying to do, you know, hope, peace, joy, love, it all goes back to the Christ candle, you know, which is in the center. That's what's supposed to center us. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you don't have Christ, you may not have those things. Absolutely. Maybe you, you and, think you have them, but is it lasting? And as I think as Pastor Jason was trying to like, you know, rephrase what I was saying before, um, in the sense that yes, we do have peace, we do have joy, and the why is important because otherwise, if we try and challenge ourselves, like anyone can we could challenge our neighbors to try and find peace each week, you know, find peace this week or hope next week or joy the following week. And they can look to external things or try their best to do that in, you know, I could create a social media account that would sound like it's not faith-based at all because, you know, but people are going to find things to do that with. But the fact is that we already have that. And I like, I like how you rephrase that for me, Pastor Jason, that it was, it's not that I'm trying to, it's that we already have and celebrating that, but recognizing that in so many things in our life throughout the week. It's, it's really important. And one thing that just came to my mind too, is that, yeah, we already have it. And it came, it came to me. Uh, the, the word is coming, right? <laughs> the word is not waiting or um, out there somewhere. It came to me, uh, which is different than sort of every other uh, pursuit of peace that I might, you know, if I, if I get the right, uh, you know, if I was supposed to have bought my Christmas gifts, like in September or something, 
because uh, we won't have any. And uh, if I go to enough stores and if I get the right uh, gadget, um, which is me, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's so much to do and so much to buy and so much this. And here is here is an expression of peace, a source of peace that came to you, a source of joy that comes to you. Um, yeah, you don't, don't have to do what you want that. There any effort to get it. Jesus offered it to you himself. Yep. Yeah. All right. So here's a question. If your neighbor walks into your house and sees an Advent wreath sitting on your kitchen table and asks you about it, what do you tell them about what is Advent? How can it uh, be something that you share with them that would relate to their life? It's Great a church question. thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everything for a church. I don't really know. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of saying that partly because there are going to be some people who might not necessarily even know how to explain it. And so they might just explain it as simply as it's a church thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, and that's, and that's, that's just a reality, not a, not a statement about what I think someone should say. It's know? not the ideal answer. Yes. Um, so Andrew, I love your question. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to answer it with a non-answer a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's my prerogative. So. Oh, Jason. He <laughs> I know. Right. The um, question is Jason want us to find from his head. No. <laughs> The, the question I would answer that with is this, um, not necessarily asking for a specific situation, but it's very hard to answer this in the abstract, essentially. Um, what do I say to my neighbor about uh, or an answer to what's this candle thing? Um, I would say this, what is in your relationship with your neighbor, what is it become clear to you that they're seeking, that they're looking for? So we gave just now, we, did, we spent a lot of time doing the basics of Advent and some, you know, peace is part of it, joy is part of it, love is there, hope, whatnot. Um, we, spent, we did some basics. In your specific relationship with your neighbor, which piece of that do you think would be attractive to them? That's the way I would, I would answer. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's, I mean, that's obviously a case-to-case -case basis. But yep. um, I do know that, um, and this happened recently, um, standing in Walmart and screaming at somebody, Jesus is the reason for the season is not necessarily the best way to, uh, explain while we're doing Advent. Fine. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> what should I scream instead, Aaron? I, I would say don't, don't scream Jesus at anybody. That's just probably a good, like general, like, you know, um, so it's just... we cover this topic recently <laughs> times standing on a milk crate. No. Yeah, but this is different. It's Christmas time. It was Christmas. I mean, like, if you've been to any of the stores lately, I mean, if you didn't know it was Christmas time, you would feel like it was Armageddon with the amount of people buying stuff and the amount of lines and stuff. And it's it just gets people get like testy and irritated, you know, and it's like that's not what Christmas is supposed to be to me anyway. So I'm always in like a good mood, but not everybody is. And I think it's hard to have that balancing act. And Advent really does help that, you know, every day you wake up and you do something that's, you know, deliberate to center you around Jesus and the promise and all of that. And it kind of helps you go back out and have a better attitude, I think. I don't know. I agree with all that. Andrew, I have a better answer to your question now. Um, <laughs> now that I've had time to think, I might say something like, um, no, it's, it's called an Advent wreath. Advent is a word that means coming. And obviously you probably know this neighbor. It celebrates the coming of Jesus. And so this is a, a visual way 
for me to remember why that matters to me. Uh, and then I might go to a, a more specific piece based on the relationship with that neighbor. Uh, it's a way for me to remember, you know, it celebrates the coming of Jesus. And this is a way for me to uh, reflect throughout the month of why that matters to me. Maybe I then say it matters because it, I find some peace there, um, or it reminds me of hope in a in a dark world. Whatever, whatever is specific to that relationship is where I would go next. But there's kind of the starting point. Yeah, yeah. For for that next part, like if it's a neighbor that you know has talked to you about how stressed out they've been because they're trying to get all these gifts for people and they've got to make dinner for their in laws and all these things. Yep. Uh, then you know that person's looking for peace in their life. They need peace. Yep. Um, so when they ask you what it is, you could say it, it, it's a reminder of these different things. Uh, one of the things is that um, when Jesus came, he came to offer peace to us. And so that it helps me to remember that when I like For that, me, I find peace there. Yeah. To share that you get peace out of that and um, maybe to offer that to them. Maybe again, we'll use a different one. If it's the neighbor who's, who continually is beat down by the course of the world. Uh, by the political situation, by things that are happening or not happening, well, there's hope, right? For me, I get some hope out of this. But there's also recognition, too, in that we don't just discount what's frustrating them or anything. Oh, 100%. Also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say you weren't saying that. Just simply that I think that's a good reminder for people is to always, like, approach this and that is just simply like, oh, I've got no problems. Everything's great because I have Jesus. Like, Yes, I like this candle when my problems go away. Exactly. Like, I still have not the reverse of peace. I have chaos, let's say. I have chaos in Christmas myself. But I find, you know, I've I've got, I've received peace that's come to me, as you said. And it doesn't necessarily solve the problems, but it... When I like this, it reminds me that one day there will be complete peace and there will be mm-hmm. complete hope and love because Jesus is going to come back and fix all these problems. And that yeah, gives so, you peace today. <laughs> so Austin, I, I get something helpful, even as not everything is, is made better. Mm-hmm. I, I would also say that like this season specifically is a great opportunity to be God's hands and feet. You know, I know a lot of people give to charities, give to other things, but like I have friends that are non-church that have lost loved ones, right? And just showing that, and I know that I know this is going to be the hardest season for them because it's the first Christmas without their mom or the first Christmas without their husband, you know? And so just showing that extra love and going like the extra mile for them, I think makes a big difference, you know, that you were there for them in that first Christmas because everybody knows somebody that lost somebody this year. Yeah, I said this recently in a different video, but uh, I've been reading a a research study that was put out about uh, 18 to 24-year-olds and and how they would like to be evangelized. Uh, The question was how, if someone's going to share their faith with, with you, how should they approach it? And the biggest one that they... Well, the biggest one in the in the survey data was listen non-judgmentally. The biggest one in the, the the sort of conversations that came out was we would rather see people show their faith than tell us. Yeah, exactly. And it's so easy just to get them a card or I mean it doesn't even have to cost anything. My girls make cards for our neighbors all the time you know, and just give them a card and be like, we know you're, you lost your mom a few months ago. And we're just thinking about you over Christmas. If you need anything, we're next door, you know, yep. stuff like that. it's not a big, a big to do, you know, you don't have to spend millions of dollars. 
But if you want to spend millions of dollars, I'm right here. So <laughs> you're welcome to spend it on me. Andrew's available. <laughs> Send the Vimo to Jay Tabor. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, hopefully this advent <laughs> with your shameless plug. That's right. <laughs> 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 well, hopefully this Advent season you could find ways to share that hope and joy and peace and faith with your friends and neighbors around you. Uh, and if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us uh, either in the and comments. Also, or... one more thing. Yeah. I love hearing about people's Advent traditions, like things oh, yeah. that they do. So if you could put that in the comments, that would be yeah, great. fun. Because I, I love like hearing that. that. I have a I have a friend and she makes these little figurines of the whole family. So every day they open a different thing for the nativity and like the whole family's in the nativity with Jesus, which is so cool. <laughs> so yeah, if you have a special Advent tradition, put it in the comments. I want to see it. We'll share some of ours also. Yeah. I better get some Advent traditions then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, should I pray for us? Yeah, please. Heavenly Father, thank you, uh, first and foremost, for, as we celebrate now, coming to us in a world that is difficult and in, in situations that challenge us, that um, very often steal the joy and, and, and obscure peace and uh, make hope a far-off thing. Uh, Lord, we thank you for bringing that right to us. We ask that you would open our eyes to those around us who may be looking and ready for just those things, and that you would give us uh, the right words um, and the right opportunities to build relationships where we will know how to share these things in effective ways with those around us. And then at those moments that you would give us the words to say, uh, to share what, what bit of good news you have for them in that moment. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. Have a great, have a great week, week, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the Pack the House show. For more content like this, or to connect with us, visit our website, cornerstonelutheran.church.